0: Welcome to the Dog Pound Daily Podcast that is now officially on iTunes. I am Stephen Kibitza. I am joined, as always, by Andrew Seip on a blistering day in both Cleveland, where I am, and Louisville, where you are. Am I saying Louisville correctly?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I haven't had any locals uh, correct me yet. So I guess you got to keep the tongue on the roof of your mouth and and say Louisville. (laughs) Ah, Uh, yes. Joining us from from Louisville is Andrew Seip. Everyone's got mush mouth. It is...
0: Very humid in both of our locations, so we want to have some fun and go through the 2017 Browns schedule. Nothing what better could on be a more hot, fun? sweaty
1: day than talking about the schedule. What is it? What are we? <laughs> how many months out are we? Not four months out. Here we go. Here yeah, we it's go. It's less than four now. That's true. That's It's true. about three and three weeks. <laughs> it's like you know, a week. I under, think it's
0: a week under four months. <laughs> I mean, what's training camps in two months? That's plenty of time. It flies. So yeah, we want to go through it? the schedule because it's kind of it's a bit of a slow news cycle because it's may
1: yeah i mean there, there's obviously stories that happen but like the caleb brantley thing was kind of a big deal actually it turns out to be a, a dismissed of all charges but that will save that for another podcast
0: yeah because we want to maybe wait a bit to see what comes out on that yeah he Just if anything comes team. on exactly wrote mm-hmm. about that earlier but we will jump into the schedule because i'm excited i'm looking at maybe 12 and 4 we'll see how it goes oh, yeah. we'll see if i get to that point
1: so let's start week one at home. I think we could. I, I think we could all come to a conclusion about this one against the
0: Pittsburgh Steelers, the most heated rival of all time for the Cleveland Browns. Miles Garrett said he wants to sack Ben Roethlisberger. Andrew
1: loss. Who's winning this game? <laughs> the Browns will be losing this game. A loss. Um, I mean. You just—they can't—they're not going to be able to handle Big Ben and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Um, they're too good of a team, especially. I mean, coming out of the gate, they're going to be game planning against the Browns. It'll be interesting to see how they play, especially with the new defense. Especially um, seeing what Greg Williams can do on defense. I think it'll be a lot closer than in years past. But until we really get a feel for the preseason, I think right now it's it's pretty easy to say that this is going to be a uh, an L on the first uh, the, a, a loss on another Browns home opener. As much as
0: it pains me, I'm going to have to
1: agree with you.
0: Yeah. I I mean,
1: the thing about the Browns schedule is mean, we're still
0: going to root for oh, them. Yeah. It's just,
1: trust me, they went 1-15 last year, and every every week <laughs> I thought they were going to win. So, that more hope than uh, reality, but who knew, Who knows?
0: Yeah, and we could, that's what I want to do, and you know, do this now and then do it again later, because maybe they come out firing in training camp in preseason, but now I'm also going to go with an L, All so right, we're both we're at 0-1
1: to start. Good start. Bad start. Bad start.
0: Week two, another one PM divisional game at the Baltimore Ravens. Andrew, who is winning this game? Is it the
1: Brownies? Um, you know the Ravens. I don't think they really addressed any, Ooh, like anything really screen. on offense. I think they've. Who's their running back? Justin Forsett. Yeah, he was retired, and he he hasn't been on the team <laughs> for a couple years. Uh, I think it's a little. I think their offense is a little suspect. Um, I think they added some very, very nice defensive pieces in the draft, but I think they still lack uh, at the wide receiver position as well as uh, the running back position. So uh, I think the Browns actually, uh, since this game is in Baltimore, I am going to have to give the edge to the Ravens just based on the fact mm. on what I saw last year versus um, versus this year. And until we really see anything on the field, it's tough to tough to say, but I can't go against Joe Flacco at home against the Browns. So I looked up their roster. looks like
0: their running backs are former Browns great Terrence West. Oh, boy. My fantasy hero, Danny Woodhead. Oh, that's a good pick, actually. That's a good sign. They just got Kenneth Dixon out of Louisiana Tech, and they got a few rookies on there. But I, you know, will probably have Danny Woodhead going in this game as much as it pains me. On the road, rebuilding team, I'm going to go with an L. For the Browns,
1: just on the road, first g- road game, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a bit tough. Yeah, I mean, you, you never
0: know how. And a team's you just have to react, look at the history but,
1: of their divisional play. Baltimore's just a tough place to play, too. I mean, those fans, I mean, they're they're as good as Browns fans in terms of showing up and, and showing support for their team. So, it, it's definitely a tough place to play. And coming off that, uh, coming off that week one loss, I think I think it gives the Browns an opportunity to rebound. Uh, but it, it, again, it all depends on on how good that defense really or how much how much more improved that defense really is. Week three against
0: Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts in Indy. I'm gonna start this off by saying Browns win. Yeah, I'm actually gonna I f- think the Colts are extremely they're not even overrated.
1: But it's when you play them you're like, oh the Colts are good, right? Well, do you know why people think they're good? Because they have <laughs> a good quarterback. That's like that's yeah. the myth that I mean Grigson really screwed that team. He had a golden ticket in Andrew Luck and really botched the opportunity to add a lot of playmakers around him and really give themselves a chance for a Super Bowl run. Andrew Luck's had a lot of injuries the last few years. Um, I, as long as their offensive line can keep them upright, I think they are a, a playoff team for sure. But, I mean, I think their defense is a little suspect. They have a lot of ex-Browns on that defense, which doesn't – Barkevius Mingo, Jabal Sheard, uh, I believe they signed somebody else too off the Browns. But either way, I, I don't think the additions that they made are – are really good enough to have them compete. I think this is where the Browns get their first win.
0: Me too. So we're both one and two right now. A great—that's the kind of back and forth you want on a, with between two people on a podcast. Especially, you yeah. want complete agreement. You never want any <laughs> any arguments. Nope. It's the opposite of first. You're take. not going to find that here. You want <laughs> Stephen A. You want Stephen A. And
1: uh, whatever other guys on there now. Max Kellerman, whoever they get to fill in. <laughs>
0: Andrew, you are my good friend, but I'm telling you the proper.
1: lock him in a closet with no basketball objects of any kind.
0: Well, see, that's tricky because you're doing an impression of a an impression of an impression. Yeah, of Stephen almost e. Smith. like that's a, an
1: inception of impressions. Yep. Moving on, week four at home against the Bengals. This is interesting because the Bengals, I think, did a really good job in the draft of of adding some weapons that they lost um, last year with Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu. Uh, I think Gio, Giovanni Bernard tore his ACL at the end of the year, so I'm not sure if he's going to be able to come back in time for even the start of the regular season, but he's not necessarily the bell cow back anyway. Jeremy Hill's had very inconsistent numbers over uh, over the course of his career thus far. I think Joe Mixon, um, batter, <laughs> assault charges aside, provides a, a, a really good impact to that running game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if John Ross stays healthy, but... When you've got A.J. Green on the field, um, Joe Hayden has uh, locked down A.J. Green certain times in his career, so I think the Browns keep this game close, and they, uh, they get the W here at home, their first home victory. I have to admit... I just did a bad thing
0: where I went down the schedule and in my head I said, oh, four and two. <laughs> this is a common problem both of us have. <laughs> I go, oh, we got Cincy followed by the next two games coming up. We got it. You know, we got easy gotta, W's. Yeah. <laughs> we got to beat the Texans. You know? So, oh, uh, uh, geez, uh, I'm going to have to go loss again in
1: the Cincy game well, just, what just to stay grounded. Just stay grounded. Yeah. Uh, who but knows? I'm going to go through that, the schedule game and forget how many wins I'm tallying and end up saying like <laughs> uh, right. 11 So and what five. was I at,
0: 13? All right. So I'm going to go
1: in the week five
0: at one and three, but I'm going to move up to two and three because the Browns are taking on the likely Josh McCown-led New York Jets who are openly tanking.
1: Unless, uh, unless Jamal Adams can play quarterback for that team, uh, I think the Browns are going to have hopefully a handed victory here. Um, they really, how bad
0: would it be if Josh McCown came back and won this game for the Jets in Cleveland?
1: (laughs) Honestly, I wouldn't put it past them because last year we thought the Jets was kind of our last, uh, last gasp. Oh yeah, you're right. And they came out and, and played really flat. So, and they even played against Ryan Fitzpatrick who threw more interceptions than God probably. So, um, I think Josh McCown, you know, maybe he wants to take something out on his old team. I think Eric Decker is a candidate likely to get cut uh, during training camp, just based on him probably wanting to go play for a contender or not be a part of a rebuilding team. Uh, I think the Browns have to win this game just to even prove that they're they're in their in a in the next step of the rebuilding process. All right, so you are currently sitting at three and two on a three, three game, game win, win streak, streak, baby. <laughs> but they're not winning in the division,
0: which is uh, that's the key. That's the key. Oh uh, All right. Well, I'm going to go with a W as well because the Jets are horrible.
1: So I'm at three and two, and
0: so I'm at two and three. You're at three and two. Hey, it's a good start. Oh geez, week six on the
1: road at Houston. Andrew, are you going with a four-game win streak? Do you think Deshaun Watson is the day one starter? Yes. Um, based on the Texans' defense and and probably their leniency on Lamar Miller. I think the Browns will end up losing this game. Ooh. I think they're going to want to win, and they're going to – I mean, every team <laughs> wants to win, but I think there's a lot of uh, – a lot of at least front office executives that are hoping for a win. So, and, and the fact that Houston hopefully will be like 0-5 by that point. So,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I hope that – obviously I hope the Browns beat the Texans because I want the Texans to have a terrible draft pick. Uh, but I think the Texans will win this game at home. Uh, the Browns will probably have really no answer on offense for that. That vaunting defense.
0: The only way I would pick the Browns to win is if Brock Osweiler was starting. <laughs> Brock Osweiler starting for the Browns. I think that would be awesome. They could turn up to the owners' box and get the DX sign.
1: Oh, I thought but I thought you meant starting. For no, Houston. for the for the Browns. Yeah. Oh, I think the only way they but win. I also is if Brock agree. Osweiler the only way they beat the Texans is
0: if Osweiler was starting for them. Yeah. I'm going to go with a loss as well. The Texans' defense is just too good, and with
1: competent quarterback play, they're going to be too good. You know, they did lose Bouye though and Brian Cushing's no longer there. I'm trying to think who they draft I mean they drafted Deshaun Watson. Did they- who they take in the second round, do we know? Ah, I don't care. Um, I don't know, but they I mean they have their defense is still good my though. My hero Braxton so, Miller. It, especially JJ Watt/Javon Clowney on the other side coming off the edge. It's either Joe Thomas or whatever right tackle we decide to throw out there. So I think they're going to have uh, a field day with getting to the quarterback. All right, so you're at 3-3 three and three right now. Mm-hmm. I'm at 2-4. and four. Hey, I mean, that's all you can ask for going through halfway through this or six games into the season. I mean, you can stay 500 until the home stretch and, and set yourself up at least to not be out of contention. Like, through six games like we normally are, I mean, that's all, that's all you can really like ask for. Like every year. All right, week seven at home,
0: Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with a loss
1: yeah titans are good that's another tough afc south opponent yeah titans are really good um i mean they were they were a team last year i'll give a shout out to uh derek briner who told me that there's not a single team in the nfl that'll be better than the tennessee titans last year uh i went through their through so many teams that i said would be worse than tennessee and it turned out to be true Mariota's the real deal that defense is getting yeah that deals or that defense is getting better and better um and who did they draft? They drafted Adoree Jackson and someone else this year, too, who's pretty darn good. So it's going to be a, a good year for Tennessee. I think Tennessee is one of those teams that's really going to take the jump, kind of like, similar to what the Oakland Raiders did this year. Um, hopefully they uh, they live up well, they to the They may bill. have been
0: in the playoffs last year if Mariota didn't get hurt.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if he is able to come back fully healthy for training camp. I'm not sure what the updates are on him.
0: All right, so you are at Three and four, I am at a paltry two and five, and week eight before the bye week, the Browns are in London against the Minnesota Vikings at nine thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's great. We'll at have least to I, get up for that. At least
1: I can get my misery out early in the morning, and my fantasy team. I can follow my fantasy team. The I rest think of the, the day. key
0: is to just the night before, just stay up watching college football and watch all the West Coast games. You know, do a little Keith Stone action. Have you know some Keystone? Maybe throw some Bush in there, Bush Light, whichever catches your fancy. And then at nine thirty, the you were Browns talking are about out. a
1: different Bush. I was like, whatever, floats your <laughs> boat, man.
0: Are they going to be hanging out with MLB pitcher Matt Bush, or are we going to be drinking Bush Light,
1: or both, but... <laughs> or Kyle Bush? Andrew, if Is you Kyle interrupt
0: bush... me one more time, Is Kyle Bush going to be there. <laughs> uh, he's kind of a jerk, George Bush. I yeah, Jeb Bush. It's that'd be spelled differently. Anyway, <laughs> Browns, Vikings. I
1: don't even know because they're gonna lose. This is a tricky one. No. The Vikings. I mean, I I think Sam Bradford. Uh, while I'm a huge anti-Sam Bradford person, I I think he's the most overpaid, terrible quarterback ever. Well,
0: wasn't know? he the last remnant of no rookie salary cap?
1: Yeah. He got paid $60 million and then got hurt, which is, I mean, you can't really plan for that. But then that whole thing with Carson Wentz when they drafted him and he was complaining about the fact that he made $20 million and was upset that they drafted a possible quarterback for the future. Like he was, he was in the bottom third of the league for the longest time in statistics. But with that Minnesota team last year, I think with Adam Thielen and, uh, who did they draft? They drafted, or they got Dalvin Cook this year too. So I think that offense is going to be a little bit more revamped. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Browns' run game turns out, but I, th- I think the Vikings still have a, a pretty solid defense and the ability to control the game with Sam Bradford as long as he limited, limits his turnover. So I'm going to take the Vikings in this one.
0: So you're going into the bye week at 3-5? and five. Yep. I am also going into the bye week at 3-5 and five with a Browns win across the Atlantic. I think they are going to show up. Cody Kessler is finally going to be settled in. They're going to take advantage of their fun trip in London. Everything's going to click. They're going to win. Is this a movie? Go into the bye week three and five, which isn't great, but for this team, what's that, a 300% improvement over last year? <laughs> I, is my math correct? Yeah, I guess. Well, they were 0-8 through eight games last year, so.
1: Oh, they were 0-14 at 1.2. Oh, jeez, I keep forgetting. <laughs> All right, so we're at the bye week. That's this last it's season exactly is the middle gonna, of the season. Last season's just going to be blacked out. Like if they ever make it to the playoffs, they're going to be like, "Remember 2016?" It'd be like, "No, don't." That's remember like that people season are like, "Hey, all. how was your freshman year at college?" You go, "My f- what?" I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, I was just. A, I
0: started as a sophomore, <laughs> and then that whole year was just,
1: just blah, and Ziggy's <laughs> and Taco Bell. That was fresh. It was year. a
0: one in fifteen kind of year. Yeah. Um, but at the bye week, I would like to give a shout out to our first subscriber and my roommate in crime, Brandon Onda, who is is a great man. He's an unbelievable guy, and he listens and demanded
1: a shout out. Didn't really ask. I feel like it's a little more disingenuous now that that we. I, I feel bad for not calling him out the first time. That was more. Oh, I don't yeah. really care, you know.
0: It really doesn't <laughs> matter to me either way. I just figured out, you know, I'm a man of the people. You just like to pander, pander to the audience. Yeah. I go, oh, you listen. Uh, it's like on the like, Indians games. Like, all right, this is four weeks late, but we're saying hi to Barbara in Twinsburg. Barbara's
1: Barbara's 93rd birthday today. <laughs> she actually turned 93 back in February, but we're gonna do it today. And it's like a game in game. Oakland.
0: It's like Barbara's probably asleep, but I don't care. <laughs> What's Coach Manning? 16-inning
1: West Coast game.
0: Now that the Brandon tribute is out of the way, we can finally get back to Browns football in week 10 on the road in my favorite city, Detroit, Michigan. Man, what a place. Some great memories up there. Um, Totally kidding. Hate the place. Browns are going to lose. Andrew, what is your...
1: Uh, I like Matt Stafford a lot. Uh, I think there's uh, a lot of people that kind of discredit Matt Stafford as a quarterback, but, I mean, last year he had quietly one of the best seasons as a as a pro. Uh, I think the Lions are a very, very good team, and you would think that losing Calvin Johnson would hurt them, but uh, signing Marvin Jones, having Anquan Bolden last year really helped. Um, who did they draft this year? Do you remember?
0: You know what? I feel like I should just pull up the first-round results.
1: I feel like you should, but... <laughs> that defense they've they've got to get some secondary help um they may have addressed that in the draft but they've got to get somebody in that secondary to 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 help out Stafford I feel like they've been climbing back in every single game and and he's putting up solid numbers but that defense has just got to be able to hold some people so I think the Browns keep it close but at home Stafford's pretty money in the fourth quarter so I gotta go with Detroit yeah they're they're
0: a level up from the Browns, as the Browns are a team who will compete with you, you know, like through three quarters, but they can't close. The Lions have the experience of Stafford, and just having him—I mean, on the field—it's a huge benefit, even if he's mm-hmm. struggling, which I don't think he will be. Like you said, he had one of the better years. I think people hate on him because of the money he makes. I saw a lot of chatter, at least through like the Lions site on Fansider that I was reading. It was. That oh he should restructure his contract. So why should he restructure? He's getting his market value. You shouldn't well, have saw, to restructure your contract because the a team signed you to it.
1: Yeah, I saw a lot of chatter even before last year that like they should get rid of Stafford or like I, I have I have a couple customers and a couple people I know that are that are Lions fans and I mean they want to get rid of Stafford and I'm like do you look at the Browns and the fact that we haven't had a quarterback forever? Like I'll take Matt Stafford any oh, yeah. day of the week over any quarterback we have on the roster or any quarterback we've had in the last twenty. Yeah, people think years. quarterbacks are like, just they you just to. go get one. Well, if they have to be Tom Brady. They have to be Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Like You realize if Matt Stafford had a solid defense, they probably would be in contention for a Super Bowl. Yeah, he does throw. He, he tends to get that Tony Romo uh, kind of rap because he throws a lot of fourth-quarter interceptions that when he doesn't come back and win the game – I think that's where people start to to sour on him a little bit, but man, that guy can that guy can sling it.
0: He's a great quarterback and we know I think being in Cleveland, you know quarterbacks aren't you know, good quarterbacks don't come around often or ever here. Yeah. But yeah, getting rid of him and it's just always, Oh, we'll get rid of him and just draft someone. Oh yeah. I mean if it was that easy, every team would have
1: a top quarterback. That's why colleges give quarterbacks like scholarships when they're like twelve. Yeah. Or they pay him... Did you, by the way, did you see uh, Mitch's guaranteed money? Was it $29 million? Yeah, that's awesome. Is that a lot? Yeah, you could be... <laughs> that's like $29 million McChickens, I think. Uh, I think it's a little pricier
0: now with a little fuse. Uh, I wouldn't know. I haven't got one in about a week. So. <laughs> Couple hours. <laughs> He's eating one now. <laughs> so we're at three and six, the both of us moving on to week 11, which looks like a good one the annual Browns Jacksonville game in Cleveland. I, at which point, right now, there's 6,000 tickets available on StubHub for $19. It's the lowest price, according to the schedule I have up. So it's a big, hot ticket. I'm going to say Browns win. Andrew, what are you saying?
1: No, they're going to lose. Oh, Bye. no. Yeah. Uh, I just have to, am I at a point where I have more wins than you? Yeah, I think so. With the with Jaguars adding Fournette. I mean, that they have Jalen Ramsey on that defense. Uh, there's a lot of guys, too, that they signed throughout a couple of years uh, that, that are hopefully going to be able to become a cohesive unit and actually play well as long as Bortles. I mean, he's really the key to everything. It depends on if he's throwing as many interceptions as he typically does or how the Browns defense is able to create turnovers, I think, I think the Browns defense as a whole last year just did a terrible job at creating turnovers. And that's a huge part of not only winning games, but being able to come back from maybe a seven, nothing deficit or a 14 or 14 point deficit that we faced so many times throughout last year, they just weren't able to have any sort of turnover to, to gain momentum back in these games. So if the Browns are able to create turnovers, then I say it's a close game. But I think with Fournette back there and a, and a pretty good defense, they don't—they won't – Bortles really won't be forced to have to do too much. So I, I say Jags win.
0: All right, so you are at? Three and six. Three and seven. Seven, yeah. And I am at four and six. Wow, how things get crazy
1: here with the Heat. Four You're and six, I mean, if they win out, there are right? in the playoffs, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you could – uh <laughs> It Could be at nine and seven before you know it. All right,
0: well, I'm about to. I'm shooting right to four and seven because the Browns the next week are in Cincinnati, a place where I mean they've pulled off some fun wins, but the losses are far more. I just I I don't know. Divisional games for the Browns. Their division is one of the best in football. Obviously, I don't see them going to Cincinnati late in the season, and I mean they'll put up a fight, but it's there yeah. when you're um, underdogs in every game you have to like almost find a flaw in the other team to, at this point to predict why the browns would win
1: yeah and it, obviously it's it's tough to do this without seeing how the previous games are going you know last year at least through the like weeks 3 through 6 there was at least a point where you, they were playing competitive football and then as we got towards the end of the schedule i mean it was they were just <laughs> getting blown out by buffalo you didn't think Cincinnati, they were going to beat the cowboys Cowboys, Patriots, I mean it was just it was one team after another just steamrolling the Browns. It became so painful to watch, but I I got to agree with you here. I I think the Bengals will will stand their ground at home and uh and beat the Browns. It and again, too, you never know because remember last year we ran into the Chargers in week 15 and and I think the Chargers on paper are a much better team than the Browns, but they were it was a Christmas Eve game like in the cold in Cleveland, like on the West coast, like they didn't want to be there, you know? So I think that gave the Browns a real good edge to win that game. So hopefully there's a couple teams uh, in that same situation this year that give, <clears throat> give the Browns some confidence by, by almost rolling over for a couple victories.
0: Well, Andrew, you sly dog, you know who the Browns are playing in the next game. They're playing the now Los Angeles San chargers,
1: segue master,
0: Andrew, Okay, you know about the Chargers? Oh, are you referring to the Los Angeles Chargers? The oh, week that's thirteen right. opponent, the only game past one o'clock <laughs> all season, so they're playing in the tiny soccer stadium in Los Angeles. Browns Chargers gonna have to go with the Chargers. Yeah, it's um, the rubber match, or not the rubber match the you know revenge game for the Chargers who were embarrassed last year, and it will be a trivia question answer in Cleveland sports trivia, definitely. Um,
1: I don't know Anthony oh excuse me Anthony Lynn uh, is the new coach there coming from coming over from Buffalo. Um, that was also an interesting scenario you know I, I I heard a lot of rumors starting out in the coaching search that that Anthony Lynn was almost the the front runner for that Buffalo job, and that fell through. He ends up going to l a ends up calling him the San Diego Chargers in his opening interview after they've already been moved. But I probably would have done the same thing. So they drafted Mike Williams. They still have Phillip Rivers. Keenan Allen hasn't been healthy for the last two years. Uh, Melvin Gordon's a solid back. Their defense is still very shaky. You know, I, I really don't think they have too much on the defensive end. That is, is something to game plan for other than Melvin Ingram. But I think the Browns will keep this game close, but I think Philip Rivers is just too much to handle. Uh, he's he's one of the one of the best quarterbacks in this era, almost kind of an unsung hero when he's compared to Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. He's just one of those guys that it's similar to Eli Manning, um, but without the Super Bowls. You know, just he's a quarterback that he, there are times where he can single handedly win you a game, but there's a lot of times too where he's part of the reason you're losing. So. I think the Browns uh, fall in San, in L.A., um, but it's it's a close game. So you are
0: at three and nine. I'm at four and eight. Setting up for a fun Week 14 matchup against the Green Bay Packers in Cleveland. Oh, okay. I am. I'm not sure if the Browns can beat the Packers, who will likely be in the midst of the playoff hunt. That's the, I feel like that Packers game is similar to like this year against the page or 2016 against the Patriots where you're like, maybe Tom Brady
1: will throw four interceptions. You never know though. Like the Packers are so like one week, they'll be like, they'll put up 48 points and 500 yards on offense. But then there's other weeks where if you can somehow contain Aaron Rodgers did they, did they pick up somebody in free agency? I know they lost Eddie Lacy, but I'm just trying to think who their running back is. Their receivers, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, are, are very solid. They picked up Martellus Bennett. Um, so that's, that's going to be a lot to handle with the Browns, um, especially on defense. Offensively, I think they might be able to move the ball a little bit. But, again, I'm not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers, especially against the Browns. So going to be another... L bringing the bringing the loss <laughs> column to double digits. I'm I'm afraid. Yeah, it's
0: it's a December game against the Packers, who the weather won't affect them,
1: and it's
0: Are one of the better teams
1: me? in football. The weather won't affect them. They're used to playing in Lambeau. This is this will be like playing in summertime for them. Yeah,
0: I wish I could say with I one day I hope that I can go through the schedule like this and be like, huh, the Packers win. <laughs> all right so i'm four and nine this is getting more fun as we go on and you're three and ten week fifteen, three and 10, at home against joe flacco and the baltimore ravens
1: you know i think L this is w i think this is the one where they uh they come out and I, they've been really close with the ravens over the past few years i think you were at my apartment when uh when they blocked that freaking field goal, oh! I don't took remember. <laughs> oh my god! When they blocked the field goal, took it back for a touchdown to win. That was crazy. Unbelievable ending. Um, I think I think the Browns pull this one out. Uh, it's going to be at that point of the year where I think the Ravens will be out of contention, or at least kind of kind of on that fringe of of not really making it. And I think the Browns put that nail in the coffin. Uh, I think they'll still be fight. Hugh Jackson was able to to rally that team in the last couple games of last year, even when they were winless so i I think uh especially at home against the ravens i think this is a game that the browns can squeak out i'm gonna say a
0: loss for the brownies which drops us both to four and ten just i just see i think the ravens will be in contention and even if they're not i mean there's just i think there's too much talent and i do agree that the browns are gonna be playing hard i think q jackson's a coach like you said who's they're not gonna be they're not gonna be like years past or Pat Shermer is just kind of
1: casually shrugging on the sidelines. Yeah, I think too. You've got guys on the roster like uh, Jason McCourty, the the new added veteran. I think he brings kind of that. I wouldn't say a winning mentality, but someone who's not going to let um, professional mentality. Yeah, like especially Miles Garrett. You know, you don't. He's not going to quit. Jabril Preppers. That guy's not going to quit. I mean, they've they've got guys. But that's on good the good thing about young guys
0: too. They're going to play hard every game because they're you know don't know any I, better.
1: Exactly. I mean, they don't know any better. I mean, they haven't been through. The rigorous I, this will be the end of the year, their first season, so it'll be interesting to see when they when they hit their rookie wall, but and it may be during this time we, I mean we could be at the point where we're getting blown out every game, but I think that, I think with, the, with how um, they competed last year at week 15, I think the Browns will be able to uh, to get a victory in their last home game of uh, 2017. All right, so
0: we are both at four and 10, but I'm not done with the Ws for the Browns christmas eve in chicago browns are going to pick up a win because the bears are going to panic halfway through the season bench mike glennon bring in mitch trubisky a favorite here on the show but i don't i think it's going to be a struggle for him not anything about him just it's not a very good team and he's going to be rushed onto the field before he's ready and that i mean that organization is in disarray they might be fire their coach john fox and that was no real communication it's just it's a I mean, all the experience you can get as a rookie is good, but I think the Browns can win that one on the road in what may be even a more, you know, crazy year for the Bears than it will be for the Browns.
1: Yeah, I, I remember watching the draft at uh, Willoughby Brewing Company, and when that Mitch pick happened, I mean, yeah, it was great. You know, I, I'm really happy for him. I think that's it's great that a franchise showed um, that they really wanted Mitch and that they had to go up to get him, and, and they showed that um, they believe he's the quarterback of the future. The only problem that I see is that it is with the Chicago Bears who are almost turning into a pseudo Cleveland Browns, if not turning into the Cleveland Browns of the past, where John Fox is in the last year of his contract, I believe, or very close to being fired. Like you said, the GM almost it almost smells like a desperate play to ownership to keep his job, you know, like, how can you why are you going to fire us when we've got this new quarterback with all this upside that how like, you know, he could turn out to be great. So <clears throat> unfor- like, I hope it's not the case, but I really think that pick turned into and not to say Mitch isn't worthy of the number two pick, but with Chicago, it almost seems like a, a, a desperation play. And he didn't have the roster, best value at that pick. No, that desperate or the, the, the team overall is just terrible. They don't have anything. I mean, they have a, a couple good young running backs. They lost Alshon Jeffrey um, they have Kevin White, who hasn't been able to stay healthy since being drafted out of West Virginia. Uh, their defense is another story. They they're just not a good football team. And even if they're smart, they don't play Mitch at all this year. They they shouldn't.
0: Oh, I agree. I
1: it's always you
0: shouldn't, but the bad teams do. I know, and that's and it, that's the thing. Like you look at good teams are
1: like we're not playing this guy, but bad teams will be like, well, let's see what he's got. Even Deshaun Kaiser, I mean, I'm pushing for him. Oh, he's, to start definitely week one. Uh, he's definitely playing this year. He's definitely going to play this year. But <laughs> how many times have we seen rookie quarterbacks get drafted? Blake Bortles, Derek Carr. I mean, these guys come into camp and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna, we're not going to rush him. We're not gonna, we're not going to play him right away. We're only going to play him when he's ready." And then training camp progresses, you see kind of the the middling play of the the front runner, and then by preseason's end, you've got a rookie starting quarterback already so coaches can say that they're not going to play him in re- year one until they're blue in the face but when push comes to shove they're probably going to play mitch a lot i would say sooner rather than later so so are you going with a browns win in this game yeah i think uh so I think we are the browns will going to chicago and win five and ten deshaun kaiser versus mitch trubisky week 16 it's gonna be crazy no. i I believe it.
0: Week 17 is New Year's Eve and it is the annual Browns Steelers saddest game on turf. I was at the one this past year in which the Browns found a new way to lose every drive. i going to Pittsburgh the in this. I want to say I want to say, "Oh, the Browns because it will be like, last year when you know the Pittsburgh season is over, whatever, whether well, they're already in the playoffs, but I it's they just they have to prove <laughs> that they can beat Pittsburgh on the road." once to have any faith it's you it's predicting it is almost just wishful thinking
1: yeah they're not gonna win so i mean pittsburgh i i can't bet I, I hate pittsburgh but they're just a good i mean they have the top like three top flight players at skill positions that like no one in the league can stop them let alone the browns defense so i mean if, if they if they they're can somehow stop and, the run you've yeah. got antonio brown if you can somehow stop the pass you got to deal with Le'Veon bell so they're they're an elite offense, and uh, their defense can afford to slack because their offense can put up so many points in a hurry.
0: So the Browns end the season before 2018 rolls in at five and eleven.
1: Mm-hmm. That was Consensus my prediction at Compound Daily.
0: Consensus pick. I know uh, Tom Moore, the co-expert at the site, said three and thirteen. So we're probably looking
1: at a three to five win range this year. In terms, it of... it could be. I mean, and it depends too. I mean, a be lot 10. of these games. Yeah, Last year, there were a lot of 50-50 games, you know? I mean, there was that Washington game that ball bounces the other way, momentum shifts a little bit, and again, I think it really all comes down to how well this Browns defense is going to be able to force turnovers, especially when you're, you're I wouldn't say anemic on offense, but your wide receiving inexperienced. core... Inexperienced. Yeah, you're, they really don't have too much at the wide receiving core as of right now. I think that'll change after roster cuts, but... Um, I think their their offensive line is obviously improved the running game should be a little bit better they should focus a little bit more on the run to take the pressure off the quarterback and the defense uh, the defense will definitely be more improved so it should give them a little bit more of op- an opportunity to have better field position or even create some turnovers or score points off those turnovers so I, I think it'll definitely be better than than one and fifteen um, but it it just really truly depends on how well they're able to to execute in the fourth quarter because that's where a lot of games are lost.
0: No, I agree. It's it's this thing every year we're like, oh, we could have had this many wins, and but the good teams go, oh yeah, remember when they pulled out that victory like late in the game? And
1: yeah, I mean, it's it, just you know, the difference between a good team and a bad team and a great team. Exactly. I mean, it, plain and simple, if they cannot, it just especially out of Cody Kessler, Cody Kessler does a good job of not turning the ball over. But the Browns' strategy this year should be quite simple: run the ball, pass when you have to, don't turn the ball over, and play good defense. Because they got there were so many times last year where they had terrible field position. They're not that good on offense to begin with, and just were not able to get themselves out of out of any trouble. So the defense has got to step up. They put an emphasis on it in the draft, and I'll be interested to see how it uh, how it pans out over the preseason. Oh yeah, we're excited preseason hype. May
0: lead us to change these predictions. The oh, don't, Browns. Don't win worry. We're in a preseason game. We're going to do the uh, preseason schedule game next week. So <laughs> intense breakdowns, but I want to wrap it up because I don't. You know, some we may change our predictions here. If we keep going, we are on iTunes now. Very exciting, and I will be sharing the link. We'll be sharing it on Twitter, Facebook. The link to the um, page on iTunes. You could also search Dog Pound Daily in iTunes to subscribe to us so you can have our new podcast delivered to your handheld device.
1: Yeah, I mean share our, share our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, even on iTunes Every few send a out to your friends. Share I mean it. anybody anybody that you uh, that you think wants to listen to a couple of uh, a couple of goons talk about uh, some Browns football, a couple of Even goobers. if they
0: don't want to listen to it, send it send it anyway. And if you get your, you know, parents or grandparents a new phone, just subscribe. Seems like a a good way to increase yeah, right. our it's, it's viewership. Like,
1: uh, it's almost like when, like, remember, like Disney Channel commercials. You're like, oh, make sure you ask your parents before you sign up. Like, tell your parents to sign up for Dog uh, Dogpont. It's Daily. only five
0: yeah. ninety nine per per week.
1: I'm just kidding. But ours
0: is free, and that's the exciting part <laughs> about it. And yeah, we'll be sharing it in, in in the post on the site that this is in. We'll have the link there, and we'll be there'll be plenty of ways to find it. Yeah, um, and feel very
1: excited about that. Do we have an email or something that people could, like, write in questions? Or, like, I think we should do some sort of the, mailbag. There's an email, but we don't use it. I think we should I think we should do a... Well, you uh, can
0: just... What I always say is tweet at the... Our site, Dog Pound Daily, at Dog Pound Daily on Twitter. I've tried to do mailbags in the past, Andrew, and let me tell you. It's tough to get coherent responses. But if you do have a question you want to hear on the podcast, tweet at the site. You can... Hit us up on Facebook. I get some really random Facebook messages on the site page sometimes. I'm not sure how to respond to those. But, yeah, tweet at us or on Facebook. Message us. Post on our page. And we hope to do a lot of these. And on iTunes, like I said, you can subscribe. And we should be having new ones come out every week. So thank you for listening to the Dog Pound Daily Podcast.